Hello, this is another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Um, again, this is me, Ash, here for another week. And I am, jo I am joined, I cannot speak, by, um, by the guy that you guys love to say has no chill, Tim. Hey, how's it going? So, this past week, I just want to start off by saying that I'm ready for 2016 to be over already. Not just <laughs> K-pop wise, but just everything wise. I just, I feel like 2016 is just not. It's evil. I I don't even. I feel pretty bad start. It it is. I mean, I feel like every. It's just I don't know. I, it's just this whole year is, you know, you, you start off in the new year and you're like, it's a clean slate and I'm going to have resolutions. I'm going to do better. And then, you know, bloop, crazy shit starts going down like everywhere. Like I, I mean, I don't think I have to, you know, you know, this is a K-pop podcast, but, you know, just mentioning the fact that David Bowie died and then Alan Rickman died within like days of each other. One of my friends is a huge David Bowie fan, so I was worried for her more than anything, like, the whole day. And then Alan Rickman, I was huge. Harry grew up with Harry Potter and everything. I've even I've seen his other movies as well. And that whole week, it, uh, it was just so shitty. And, yeah, it's just so shitty. It makes me want to donate $100,000 that I don't have to cancer research. Um I wish I did have it so I could donate it, but I don't, so. Those Powerball winners, they got it, though. Oh, well, you know, I think three of them, they haven't even, like, some of them haven't even come forward yet. Well, they're probably trying to get a proper LLC and stuff. You don't want people to know you made that much money. So well, this is the thing is, like, I think in certain states you have to come forward, and some you can be anonymous. Because well, I think I personally... You can claim as a company to avoid the whole you have to come clean. So you can say, like, you know, you made really? an LLC. Yeah. That's what a lot of people do is that they'll make an LLC so that nobody knows who exactly won. You know, it, it could be like an LLC yeah. with your family's name or something. And then you don't have really? to. Really? Uh, yeah. That, that's how you get away from the. That's uh, exactly what I would do. Because that's the one thing I like as if I would ever win the lottery, but I always think about that. I'm like, I would not want anybody to know yep. that I had that you, much money ever. Yeah, when, when you do that, then you don't have to appear because you claim as a corporation. So you don't have, you just have to have somebody pick up the check, but you don't necessarily, it doesn't have to be you basically. Hmm. Well, I don't think I would trust anyone. <laughs> you don't maybe have to give out your full freaking my dad, but yeah. Well, it's not like they could cash it. <laughs> it's a check. Like, you can't just be like, I found this check. I'm going to cash it. It's got a name on it. That's funny, though. The thing is, is that, you know, when they give them those big, obviously, those big showy fake cardboard, you know, check things. And I I worked with the guy who actually won, was it 10000 or 100000 He won one of those lotteries. And he actually brought, like, the big fake check to work. And everyone was looking at like, is that real? Like, did they really give that to you? They let you keep that? <laughs> like, he just brought it to work and just like put it in his cube, and we were just staring at it. Like, like they let you keep that? And why did you bring it to work again? But it was, it was kind of surreal, I guess, because you, 
you feel like you know people that you know win the lottery you know you don't know never know people that win the lottery or publish this clearinghouse you always hear about that it's like you don't know anyone who wins that so and then of course like i mean people made fun of him but the guy was like yeah i'm still coming to work i mean that was a smart thing and then i was thinking i was like well he's actually being smart about you know his money and then he was like first thing i'm gonna do is get a car and i was like no invest that shit get a well, uh, I mean, if you don't get have a, a car. financial advisor, well, yes, I mean, if you need a car, but he didn't need one. He just wanted to get a new, brand new car just to say he had one. Yeah, and that's where I feel like it's going wrong. Well, in addition to that, like I said, regular life is kind of sucky. Um, I feel like 2016 is not sparing K-pop as well because we <laughs> obviously have had some crazy stuff that's happened in just the past few days. Um, I don't think anyone, uh, is anyone listening to this probably that doesn't know what I'm talking about concerning TWICE and Chiyu and uh, Taiwan and the Chinese government and a whole scandal that could become a, a 10 episode documentary. It is just, I was, getting the info together for the episode and it's just i it, it just just the, the scope of what happened within and, and we have to remember it was a few this happened all within a few days and how the big this got was um ridiculous which was ridiculous so we will be talking about that probably primarily <laughs> for the um, podcast. But first, what I want to do is I want to get to MVs. Now, luckily, it just happens to be that when while we were broadcasting, the new MV from Stellar has popped up. By the time this thing is posted, everyone will have probably seen it and have put said their piece on the MV. But as we are getting ready to watch this, the Stellar MV has only been up, hasn't been even up for an hour. So this is really some first reaction stuff right here. And this is in, uh, Stellar's second mini album, uh, which is which was called Stabbed. But it's now called Sting, and I don't know if that's kind of a translation thing. If they were like, well, it could be both, but Sting sounds better. Uh, and it also includes vibrato and a few other songs. And like I said, we are about to watch their MV for Sting, which they are supposed to have a a new quote-unquote innocent concept um, which we uh there's been some debate in some circles as far as the teaser photos as what um how good it is to have that innocent concept because uh it's not really innocent in the typical sense uh, it, it's pretty much lolita porn um i'll i'll put that out there in my opinion uh but is it will be interesting to see how this translates to the MV. So, Tim, are we ready? I mean, I guess. 
<laughs> I, 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 you know, I feel in a way this may not be as bad as we think it will be, but well, wait, let's see this. Like I said, this is, we're actually watching it like as it's out. So I'm excited. All right, here we go. Let me know if it's too loud. Okay. Oh. Okay, lots of leg shots, but Lord. <laughs> I mean, like I said, we we are going if we're judging stellar against stellar, this isn't bad as of yet. This You're just a little bit behind me and I just I disagree already. Okay. Well I I'm seeing the the bed shots. Okay, she's I do like the aesthetic. I mean they look pretty. The sets are pretty. That's a picture of Cary Grant, right? Oh, I don't know. I think so. I don't know why it's there. This crotch focus needs to stop. I'm really <laughs> over this shit. I, I've, <laughs> I'm not feeling it's as strong as in other. At least they're not doing... Um, I feel like oh, the Grotto was way worse. I guess there's a part where she just spreads her legs open, like at the camera. Well, I feel like see, that's the thing I'm trying to think about. Is this things that we see in other girl group videos? No, not even this bad. No way. I don't. I totally disagree. Like, I I won't I won't disagree that there's like sexy moments, but not to this extent. Like, there's tons of like, oh look, an accidental crotch shot. Oh look, an accidental butt shot. Oh look, an accidental this. No. I'm not. I'm not hip with this game. I already know how Stellar does things, or how Stellar's label does things. I'm just saying. I feel like we should at least judge them by, you know, other girl groups that do this kind of thing, like AOA that they have their boob and butt shots. Yeah, but not. They're not this bad. Like I just. I disagree. This is supposed. To, like this is clearly a cuter sounding song. They're all dressed cute, and it's just like, oh, look at all this tiny short stuff I can roll around on the floor in, like. Look at my shirt that literally is completely invisible so you can see my bra and my boobs. Like, I, I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just have low standards for them, but this is... I mean, it's not unproblematic, yeah, I mean, it's, but it could be not, more. Yeah, it's not vibrato. It's not uh, marionette, but that doesn't mean it's not problematic. <laughs> like, that's what bothers well. me. I just feel like when they pitched this at everybody and got them to crowdfund it, they blatantly lied by saying that it was going to be more innocent. Like, yeah, I guess it's more innocent. I think everybody knew what they meant, though. I mean, even with the, especially with the teaser photos, everybody knew they weren't really going to be like, before they were going to be friend all of a sudden. No, but it was before those teaser photos that they got crowdfunded, is what I'm saying. I'm not talking about after the crowdfunding, because that's when the lying started. But in the that crowd, one girl looks a lot like Bomb, like one of Bomb, uh, one of the the really dark haired one, I guess. Uh, like Bomb, like one of Bomb's old faces. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying that to be mean. Like seriously, this I'm not a fan not, of this. I this was not that bad. 
Honestly. For, this is what bothers me, right? Because the only way you can say this is not that bad is if you say this is not that bad for Stellar. That's a problem. To have to, because this was bad for any other group. If any other group did this, we would go after it. But it's not that bad because Stellar has vibrato and marionette in their in their back pocket. But this is bad. Like this is really not good. This is blatant. Just like look at my crotch. Look at my butt. Like the camera angles just for that. You don't think camera that other artists like Kiana do do things like that? Kiana wants to do that. That is her image, and she likes that image. She has gone on record multiple times to say, "I enjoy doing the sexy." So for image you, it's more about you know whether or not that they are implicit in this sort of thing. You feel like stellar. Like they, there's none of them there comfortable with the sexy thing. No, I feel like there is one person who has said I'm okay with it because that is what we've heard in interviews. There, there's people that keep saying um, they said they're, they're finally okay with it or whatever, but I've never seen this interview. And every time we ask for it on a Mona or anything, there's never somebody that comes back and posts this interview. So we have the actual interview where they said that their label goes over the top with the sexy image. We know that they have said that. That is a thing that has happened because Omona went crazy when that post came out. Like, we know that there's one girl who was like, yeah, I like the sexy image. And everybody else, one other girl I think was just like, eh, it's whatever. And the two other girls thought it was overboard. <laughs> like, this is what bothers me is you can't compare it to a girl who already has openly said, I like this image for my performing. Like, Hyanna has a performance, which is, you know, when she gets on stage and she's Hyanna, and then she has her own personality, which is Kim Hyanna, that's innocent. Or more innocent, I should say. Um, more sweet, you know, that kind of thing. Like she has Aegyo, all that stuff. That is not her stage persona. She has a stage persona. She embraces her stage persona. I'm sure Beyonce doesn't just get sexy all of the time. I'm sure she likes to be cute and smiley and fun, which you've well, seen. Well, that's the thing. I mean, why can't Stellar have an alternative? Because they don't want to do that. It's okay if they want to do that. Like, that's what I'm trying to stress to you. It's cool if they want to do this. If this, if they came out and were like, this is what I want to do. I want to do sexy. I like this. Then sure, whatever. But the fact that they've already said they don't like it means they're being forced to do that. That's what bothers me. Oh. I don't care if you want to do it. If you want to be sexy, girl, go ahead. Do whatever you want. I don't care if you want to do it. But if you don't want to do it and your label is forcing you, how is that a good thing? Well, I just feel like recently we haven't heard enough on either side, like as of right now, as to whether they feel like, you know, if they, they've come out and lately in like the past couple of comebacks and like i'm uncomfortable they did this. what are you talking about it was for vibrato that they came out with it vibrato they said they were uncomfortable well they yes they that, they, that, that their label went over the top well i, I would agree with that they said that marionette as well though like it's a, it's a running thing is what i'm saying to you is like their complaint about the sexy image has already been exposed we've already heard it they've already gone on record to say it so they, we know that they don't like this sexy image, and I understand that this isn't as sexy. I get it. But if this was any other group, and we saw this video, not Stellar, not including Stellar, but any other group, people would be like, this is like a really awkward Lolita concept that's kind of perverted, or very perverted, because it's just it's literally just butt shots and crotch shots for half of it. That's terrible. Like, I, I, I don't understand because I mean, I don't this disagree. to me is just as bad. I don't disagree that it's, I mean, just taking it at face value, I think it's exploitative. But I feel like at least with this incarnation of Stellar, not taking into account the other concepts, this incarnation of Stellar, they're hewing a little closer to 
you know, what other girl groups have done as far as of sexiness. I'm not talking about, obviously, like some of the bigger girl groups, but I feel like there's been a lot of the middle tier, lower tier girl groups that have done things similar to this. Um, I, I disagree. I disagree so. entirely. <laughs> the, only, the only thing I can think of that's kind of comparable is some of the some of the moments in um, AOA's miniskirt um, where they have them, you know, in nice settings and they're kind of rolling around on like a bed in comfort. Um, but I think that this is still way worse than that. And the fact that miniskirt was, you know, clearly a sexy image and they never dressed in that fashion. And it was just, you know, little moments in the music video. Um, I don't think I don't think it has the same feeling as this at all, which is just like let's dress these girls up as in, innocent as possible, but then let's also you know flash their butt and their crotch everywhere and just say you know like it's not that bad. Like I just I don't think my biggest problem is I know that you you said like if you don't if you ignore their other images, it's not that bad and it's similar to these other groups. I still think if you took this music video and gave it to anybody else and we saw it, we would not like it. But because it's stellar, and because it's not as bad as vibrato or marionette, it's going to get a pass. There's going to be people who feel the same way as you in that it's not that bad, and I disagree. Like, this is still bad. This is, in my opinion, worse, because I think that the Lolita concept is awkward, especially in this well, I culture. I don't disagree with that, and I think, <laughs> thankfully, I think that the, the brunt of that came with the teaser photos, which was... Uh, and I'm glad that that didn't, at least that aspect of it did not cross over into the MV. That was obviously what just do you mean? <laughs> I don't, You did, we I did don't not understand. see anything, we did not see anything as bad as the teaser photos in the MV. I disagree. I disagree. There are so many blatant just crotch and butt shots just like the teaser fi pictures. Like, it's literally exactly the same. It looks literally like the pictures were taken at the same time as they were filming this music video. It's like the same setting, the I same don't know. Style I feel like some of those photos were way over the top and I did not see them. Oh, that. I disagree. The only ones that were over the top that didn't that didn't get the only ones that were worse in my opinion are the last ones that came out where um Junior or whatever was was like in her panties and that was it. Those ones were more over the top than the music video, but the rest of the girls and the rest of the regular teasers were literally spot on to this music video. Like, it's all the same. I don't know. Maybe maybe you need to watch it again, and maybe I need to watch it again. But for me, it literally is like, this is what I got in the teaser photos in a music video. Thanks for that. I don't want this. Like, I, I just disagree. I think this is just as bad. Well, we can agree to disagree. I'm not saying that I think it's not problematic at all, but I do. I'm just, my main thing is I'm interested to see how the interest will be with this, what other people's... Um, responses will be with this and if this will you know if they will have like and have a, like a dip in interest and they'll be like oh well we gotta go back to vibrato marionette again or maybe this will you know maybe get them i don't know i i because i feel like they're obviously their company works you know they follow really hard as far as where you know public interest is and you know if something doesn't work in my oh we'll go back you know whatever can get them more views and more clicks Regard, you know, obviously their company has no consideration of the girls or any, you know, anybody else's comfort or anything like that. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the live performances are and if, um, you know, if the the song itself 
will make any traction. Um, when I was looking at the information, they said it was it was supposed to be, they were like, it's an up-tempo tropical house dance track. I love the, I love the, um, I love the descriptions they always give these songs before they come out. It, it's a nice song. You know, it kind of reminded me of a, a Nine Muses song in a way. The, the song itself. I, mean, I guess a little bit. It just kind of the, I guess kind of the sound of it kind of like came to, came to mind of a Nine Muses song. But uh, I, I don't think song-wise, I like the other songs better, but we'll see. Anyway, one more MV. Let's watch Teen Top. Hmm? Why? Because they are a prominent group in K-pop, and they just came out with the MV. And I want to see what you're going to say, Tim. Why me? Why not everybody else? Why can't you make everybody else watch all these music videos I don't want? So this is Teen Top with Warning Sign. Um, I, can't, I can't even remember the last time Teen Top made a comeback. I don't usually check for them too much, but I have to say coming in at the beginning of the year is probably a good tactic since there's, you know, obviously less competition around this time. So the girls got to get their boy band fixed somehow. All right, let's watch. Because they don't get their boy band fixed throughout the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's little places here and there. The only time it really gets light on boy groups is the summer when the girl groups come back. And even then, all it takes is like one boy group to come back, and then they'll release like you know EXO will decide to come back, and then everyone's like, "Ah, oh, we're screwed." Yep. Oh, there's more uh, non-Asian video girls. Decidedly European looking, of course. Of course. Hopefully this one is not 14 years old, like in Super Junior's video. What are your thoughts on this so far, Tim? It's kind of boring. <laughs> I do have to kind of agree with you. It doesn't. I mean, it like, wasn't like the... enough song to listen to, but there's nothing interesting yeah. about it or the video or the dancing. I like the I like the beat in the background, but um, I don't know. The only person whose voice is kind of interesting to me is that Neil dude. I think is his name. But I think everybody else is just whatever. Like, I don't think they're bad singers or anything like that. I just, none of their voices really do anything for me. But this is kind of just like plug and play, like yeah. generic, sexy sounding. Yeah, know, that, that, yeah. I feel like that. It's very gen kind of generic. I mean, part of the reason that I don't like Teen Top is I feel that everything that they do is very generic. With the exception of like they normally have really good choreo and they're they're really good about dancing. Like 
they are one of those groups where it's almost like they're too good at it that <laughs> I want them to mess up because they're like robots <laughs> when they dance. Well, that would, I think that applies to a lot of K-pop groups, though. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of groups that have people who aren't as good. Like, more what I mean is that they're they're so good at nailing their choreo that it's almost like it would be more exciting to see them mess up than to see how well they nail it kind of thing. Yeah. I think I mean, some people, that's one of the detriments of K-pop, too, is that some of the groups are so good. They get so good at it. It's like, you know, why don't you do, like, step out of the box every once in a while? Which I think yeah. is why, you know, you have YG stands that come out and it's like, oh, our groups don't do hard choreo because, well, I won't get into that. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I, I don't have anything against it. Like, I, I you know, I kind of made it sound like a negative, but I don't mean it as a negative. It's very impressive how good they are. And I have a lot of respect for people who are able to literally nail their dance all the time. Just, I just don't like their music. If I liked their music, I would be a fan because I think that they put in the work. But I don't like the rapper. I don't really like anybody's voice in particular with the exception of Neil. And um, I don't know, their songs just are really like, they always give me plug and play K-pop vibes. Like, <laughs> you know, this. I'm this gonna style forget works. this literally a few minutes after this MV's over. I'm gonna forget the song. If you played this for me, I would not be able to tell you who it was. Guarantee. Okay. I can guarantee. Well, that ended on good note. Warning sign for a Teen Top. Any it'll be MV? successful though, I think. So. I think it'll do okay. And especially, like I said, they're they're really smart about when they're releasing this, and it's giving them more opportunities to chart higher and you know get more exposure. So, yeah, like I, like I said, I don't think it's a bad song. It just for me personally, it doesn't do anything. But I'm sure I'm sure plenty of people are gonna like it. I mean, it yeah. seems like a lot of people, especially international fans, seem to really really like Team Top. So, I mean, good for them. At least, at least it's not garbage. So. <laughs> That's the only thing you can say. It's not garbage. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just MVs? not for me. Okay. Any other MVs you want to take a look at, Tim? Not that I know of. It's a pretty okay. bad time for MVs right now. There's nothing really out. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing really out right now, but that's good. We can just kind of mess around with it. Okay, that's the end of our MV segment. Um, those are, obviously, I, there's probably a few other MVs that are out right now. I know um, Park Yichun of JYJ and formerly DBSK has a song out uh, and an MV out and there's some others, but you know, if we spend all day watching K-pop MVs, we would not get to the other stuff as well. So um, I'm sure you guys have seen those as well. Stella was obviously a big one that we wanted to to get to and, and see and talk about. So that's the end of that segment. Now, before we get to our main our main news item i want to mention a few things that are going on for all of you um classic hot stands hot is set to reunite for the 20th and for their 20th anniversary with a concert this year um they've decided to hold basically a concert for their 20th anniversary. It's gonna be at the Seoul Olympic Stadium. And they're, you know, usually considered one of the, you know, original K-pop 
groups that kind of started everything, uh, along with Xinhua, G.O.D., and people had actually been kind of, uh, have been requesting, you know, trying to, to request a reunion. So, but all the uh, members are um, currently in separate agencies, apparently. So, um, only one of them, Kangta, is with SM, which is where they started. So, apparently, they've been talking about this since 2014. But they are going to definitely reunite. So I guess all of you uh, HOT fans from way back when are going to get to see them again. I don't have any and, feelings on this, so. <laughs> <laughs> and in addition to that, I uh, didn't mention it, but it's been going around. A lot of people are anticipating it. Winter is obviously going to be coming back soon. YG has uh, kind of complicated, uh, expansive uh, comeback plan going on with them. I heard it's supposed to last a year or, or something like that. I don't know. Um, I do know that they just recently said that they were going to have, um, they're going to do a 3MV comeback. So they're going to release 3MVs when they, they're, when they officially come back. And their mini album is going to have about four or five songs. So that's probably like an MV for almost every song. So they're really, it looks like they're putting a lot into, um, you know, having winner, you know, get a lot of attention and, and, you know, get a lot of exposure and everything when they come back out. Um, that's all I've seen so far. Um, there obviously hasn't been any teaser photos or any teaser songs as of yet, but you know, the YG keeps coming out with stuff like that. Yeah, this is going to be so big. So everyone's anticipating a lot of stuff with this, which is interesting because, you know, Winner usually gets a bad rap for being <laughs> like the redheaded stepchild, you know, to Icon. But, you know, it's in YG's best interest that both, both boy groups do well because I think that the only way that they can continue to make the kind of money that they make with Big Bang is with I Icon and Winner combined could maybe reach a fraction of that. They certainly can't do it on their own, not at this point in their careers. So, yeah, I think I think uh, what he's kind of doing with the groups and making them, you know, kind of bounce back and forth is isn't a bad plan, really. Um, I know Winter fans are, like, upset because they waited so long between their debut and this comeback. And, I I, I mean, I get that, but I also think that um, Winter is not going to reach the same kind of uh, crowd that Icon is going to. Um, because Icon is way more of, like, uh, the kind of boy group you'd see on a show, whereas... Uh, winner is more of a ballady kind of boy group, which is fine. They sell really well. It's not. I'm. I'm not they're saying they're different, it's bad, but, but I, I do still think their their fan fandoms kind of overlap because I feel like, especially well, with yeah, of the YG. YG fans, you know, they just there are a lot of them that are just like YG. You know, it's it doesn't. Yeah, really it's matter. just like any major label. I mean, it's the same yeah. with JYP. It's the same with. Uh, SM especially like and and I agree, um, but I do think that it's probably in YG's best interest to 
you know, promote one for like whatever the year and then promote the other for the next year and then, you know, kind of bunny hop uh, because he handles multiple groups at once very poorly is kind of what I'm worried about. I mean, he's already doing it right now. Uh, so I don't know. And, you know, we're basically getting to the point where Big Bang is completing their last run of promotions for the foreseeable future with so many of them getting ready to go to the military this year. So, yeah. Um, yeah, well, so the I, other think, I think it's it's good for them to promote winter now, especially that people are thirsty for them, um, because there's a lot of people, at least internationally, that really want to see winter again. And they're all they're always going to be the redheaded stepchild, and I'm saying it with quotes because I think that's ridiculous. Um, mm -hmm. But they're always going to be the less promoted group. I mean, that's just the way it is because they don't resemble Big Bang, and that like people just need to deal with the fact that. YG knows the Big Bang formula works, so that's what he's going to go for, because why would you stop something that works? Um, that doesn't mean there's no room for Winner to succeed and to shine, but to expect them to have the same kind of attention as a group that's so similar to Big Bang is a little ridiculous to me. Like, you're, you're, you're reaching for... Uh, you're really reaching for success when you got... At least you got two boy groups that people like and feel are talented. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like with if YG was smart, he would realize that the sum of both groups is is bigger than you know their parts. You know, obviously, both groups are both still rookies. They're both really young into their career, so it would be in his best interest to promote. You know, put all in, like you said, put his all in promoting each one. You know, at a time. You know, and Obviously, they're not going to be making doing making Big Bang money at this point, but with both of them, he can continue to still do really well. You know, when they, Big Bang is out of commission, so it's just my thing. Uh, I'm sure the inner circle is very um, excited to see what's going to happen. The Soul Music Awards <laughs> happened. I forgot about it completely. Uh, these are, I've seen them uh, being mentioned as the Grammys of um. uh, K-pop. I think some of that depends on who you ask. Uh, <laughs> but essentially, the winners were uh, not surprising at all. Um, the day <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> There are some uh, wildly strange winners in this one. <laughs> well, and yeah, well, yeah, and, but yeah. Well, to go with the awards, uh, obviously the Taesong is the grand prize. Um, the winner of that nose prize is EXO, who has won the Taesong for the last three years running. Then, of course, with um, the Bon Song, um, the main prize, they have 10 winners for that. And, uh, so they had, uh, EXID, Red Velvet, Taeyeon, Vix, Yoon Mirae, Zion T, BTS, EXO, A-Pink, Sistar, Big Bang, and Shiny, who all won the, the Bond song. Then this is the one I think <laughs> you're kind of referring to. People were kind of like, what? Uh, record oh, of the year went to Boa for Kiss My Lips, which, you no, know, I'm not going to say anything about. I, 
it's been a while since I've listened to any song from that record, so I, I can't say anything for the artistry of the record, but it was very much not, I feel like not very promoted by SM as far as, it just wasn't a, it wasn't some a, a record or an artist that you would have thought was in, was in contention for, for record of the year, um, especially concerning sales and promotion. It, it's like kind of weird that it just kind of came out of nowhere and won. But um, yeah, I, I don't have any theories for that. There's obviously some conspiracy theories out there as to why Boa won. Some people were like, well, you know, how do like, why shouldn't Boa win? She's very, she's obviously, she's queen, you know, she's K-pop queen. You know, I agree. Boa is very, very good. She's good at what she does. But as far as, you know, how these awards are usually, you know, judged and, and how they decide the winners. Kiss My Lips wasn't, a, I feel like it wasn't a huge player in the past year. I, it sold like 12,000 copies. That's it. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. Listen, this is, this is what bothers me about people saying that this is like the Grammys. The only reason people make that comparison, or the Oscars, you could say, but obviously the Grammys because it's music, but the only reason people make that comparison is because of panel votes. No, mm -hmm. because a panel, the panel also that votes for the Grammys also votes on the success of the record. And here, it's literally like this panel looked and was like, well, my favorite was Kiss My Lips. Mm -hmm. Well, but it shouldn't even be on your list because it sold like it literally undersold basically everybody that's even semi relevant. So I get it. People say that it was great and it was a great record. That's nice and dandy, but it has no business winning. And it seems ridiculous that it even did. And people saying that, oh, well, Bo is a queen, whatever. Well, why didn't you support her harder then so that she could be a queen and reign supreme? You didn't. So chill. She doesn't deserve this award. Like, that's it. This album does not deserve the award. If anything, and I don't like the album, but if anything, it should have went to Reboot. Like, that's clearly where it should have gone. So it doesn't make sense that it went to Boa. If you're going to give it, like, Reboot was successful and is really heralded as a great album for whatever reason. So why not give it to that? Like, that's where it should well, go. Tim, that's you must a good place. Wow, Tim, I never thought you would actually say something somewhat kind of positive about Reboot, but there you go. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean I don't respect what it did. Like, I don't like it, but that's that's me. I have a, you know, my personal opinion is that it's not good and everybody makes it out to be great. But everybody else likes it. So give it to what everybody likes. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Like, EXO winning in a year where... They, they, you know, were competitive with Big Bang, but Big Bang still ran the year. It's strange to me, but I can deal with it because they were right there. Um, and people were proud of the year that they had. So that's cool. I get that. That's fine. Um, and then I'm pretty much cool with all of the artists that got um, uh, Daesung's. Day I'm cool with yeah. that. That's Bonson. fine. Bonson. Oh, Bonson's, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, let's go like forward to the rest of them because some of these... Some of the, the most of these are, are are pretty understandable, but then we get to some weird shit at the end. There's two more right. weird ones. <laughs> Digital song of the year. Um, when it goes to Big Bang, 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 Bang. Makes sense. Uh, new artist award, rookie of the year. Uh, three artists, seventeen. G friend, icon. R &B. So this one, hold on. 
This one I'm going to oh, stop you at because clearly twice should have been the fourth person that won it. Since I did two girls or two guys and one girl, I guarantee you twice was going to win that award and they took it from them. So I like mm -hmm. I'm really upset with this one in particular. The only thing I don't know is do they usually just give it to three or? I'm pretty sure they give it to two girls and two guys typically, depending mm -hmm. on how many. I think it depends on how thinking, many rookies. I was like, well, I wasn't surprised because I like you know I feel like JYP gets left out of stuff like this a lot, so I was like, they probably just didn't really give it to twice. This would be the second time. <laughs> but um, at the same time, I I you know like with the Bond song, I don't know if the new artist award like how many people usually typically win that I'll well the bong song is always 10 it's always 10 yeah people i know that but yeah. i'm pretty sure that it depends on how many people debut but i think that it's always four otherwise it would be slighted you know people would complain about two dudes winning in one girl i feel like yeah. you would always get those complaints and we never hear those complaints so i really mm -hmm. think that it was like, we're going to give it to these two, and then these two, and uh, oh, we can't give it to twice because of drama. Let's not do that. Like, I don't know. It seems suspicious when they had such a good year and everybody else was like, yo, they they went off. Like, <laughs> they deserve to be rookie something. So, I don't know. Yeah. It seems suspicious. Well, I mean, they, they won the Internet Award, and some people, I mean, there are some people that thought they didn't deserve that. So, you have G-Friend winning this one. I don't know. You know, some people thought they didn't deserve to win. The G friend should have won the Mnet, you know, rookie award, and they shouldn't have. So I, you know, I, I don't know, but it does it does look suspicious that they're not on the list because obviously, as far as, like you said, as far as success, they were right up there with the other three as far as you know how well they did. Uh, going on R&B Ballad Award <laughs> went to BTOB and Sonny. I don't have anything to say about that. Male Dance Performance Award went to Monster X. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Female Dance Performance Award <clears throat> went to, and every, I have not seen, I everywhere I've seen people have just been like, what the F? Ailey, who, remember, before she got injured, right before she did her set of promotions for last year, had to sit in a chair for the vast majority of it. And yeah, I don't know what they were judging that on at all. I, I still, I mean, in the MV? I don't know. She didn't do is, that much choreography in the MV either. So this I, is again, I, I don't, I feel like something happened and people who were supposed to win didn't win for whatever reason, because this one literally doesn't make sense. Cause she couldn't dance. So <laughs> she got an award for dancing when she couldn't dance. How does that make sense? Where's the logic? Where is a single ounce of it? I don't understand. Look at this is female vocal. Okay, of course. Okay, that would make sense. But dancing. Yeah, totally. If it was like, vocal, yeah. Even, like Eileen isn't even really known to be much of a dancer. You know, I mean, she has choreography, but yeah, I just I'm like out of all of the the artists, like she was the only person. Again, I cry for my beloved Gaian because <laughs> I, you know, she does so many wonderful creative things. I feel like with her concepts, and she gets slided over and over again. Yeah, I feel like she, she totally could have won, could have won this award. Cool yeah, I would have been cool with it. I think somebody was supposed to win that either wasn't going to be there or, for whatever reason, wasn't allowed to win, um, be it some sort of controversy or something. I don't know. But it just – there's too many weird things that don't make sense in this award show. Like, too, too many. It does it, It's too much. 
it's too much. <laughs> well, I, I don't feel like there's a lot, but the the magnitude of the, the weird things that happened were enough for people to just be like, what is going on here? So the last few I'll mention, the How You Special Award, and these are both kind of like those kind of weird kind of, you know, awards that they just seem, you know, just, they just have to just give out for, you know, whatever, shits and giggles. How You Special Award went to EXO, I guess, for spreading How You around the world, even though most of their Chinese units decimated. And uh, High One Mobile Popularity Award went to JYJ's Jinsu um, of JYJ, um, of whom I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I think they're still kind of blacklisted from performing on TV. So, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I get that they're popular, but you know, SM still blocks them from. I, I don't think anything's been done about the JYJ bill that's been passed so far, um, at least not actively. So there we go. So Soul Music, uh, not uh, wait, wait, yes, the Soul Music Awards. And do we have any more music awards for this year? I, I no, can't I remember. No, I think that's the last one. I think that is the last one. Okay. We can finally leave 2015 behind, I think. Thank God. <laughs> so um, a couple of things here I just want to mention that I think proves that there are certainly miracles when you believe. Um, Nine Muses is having a concert, and their tickets sold out completely. I don't know how many tickets they had now. Um, probably not a whole lot, but still, they did sell out. So I think that is good for them. And after mentioning last week how there were some people that were, uh, you know, pro pseudo-protesting about it, Someone heard their cry because Rainbow is apparently having a comeback in February. Um, oh God, I, God. I feel like um, that is partially thanks to Kara um, having disbanded recently. But whatever, whatever you gotta do, um, they are officially going to be, I guess, DSB's first comeback this year, and um, they are. Uh, according to a representative from DSP, uh, they said after confirming a comeback in February, there are a variety of preparations being made. It will be good to look forward to it as our hearts and souls are being poured into the work. Well, hopefully you will give them more than two weeks um, to promote something that they've poured their hearts and souls into. So I'm just I'm hoping along with that, I think, you know, their Black Swan mini album was way over underrated and I you know I, I just I you know we already talked about the whole two-week thing but uh, the DSP just did them so dirty so apparently they're supposed to be working with the same production team as um, Innocent which I don't remember uh, was there well, I don't remember which mini album that was, but apparently that was uh, kind of R&B flavored. So I'm down with that. And hopefully, like I said, they will get more than two weeks to actually, um, to actually, you know, catch on with folks. So 
that is uh, that some random news there you have anything you'd like to bring up tim before we get to the main course the main thing that's been going on this past week nope i mean i'm excited for excuse me i'm excited for rainbow's comeback so um hopefully dsp doesn't do them dirty and give them a crap song and i hope i don't have to listen to any cute garbage that won't sell well so <laughs> all right so i guess we should go ahead to uh, this crazy thing that has happened like i said literally over the course of a few days is just completely escalated as of right now the general feeling i think on the internet fandom is that it's finally over but you know how you know that you know you can you can be falsely confident about these things and the way 2016 has been you know you say phew we're out of you know we're out of the fire and then something else pops up like next like the next day so but so far we're gonna go by this piece by piece because this was a huge ass thing and this you know you know we talk about k-pop scandals and and this you know this just kind of you know i i had to even comment on twitter about it and i i don't i really used to it but it just it's ridiculous it was so i will go ahead and start so essentially what happened uh let's start with some background here taiwan and china the countries of taiwan and china have had a long history of debates of whether taiwan is an independent country and even to this day, there's no clear answer. It's kind of like depending on who you ask. Even if, if the majority of people say Taiwan is a country, then you're still going to have China and a bunch of other places that are saying it's not. Um, if you go into some places on the internet, like Wikipedia, Taiwan's also known as the Republic of China, which um, implies that Taiwan is run under the sovereignty of China which there's debate about, because if they're an independent country, why would they be running in China? So you can see where <laughs> the mess is. Um, if you want to know more about it, Google is your friend. Uh, Encyclopedia Brown is your friend. Essentially, what went on is a artist um, named and I'm sorry, some of these names, I don't know, I'm not good with Chinese pronunciation, so if I really screw up these names, I'm really sorry. I'm trying to, I'm probably going to do it phonetically, so some of this may be wrong. Huang An, who uh, is uh, an older artist, considerably older than Chu Yu from Twice, uh, is from Taiwan. And he does not support Taiwan being independent. He went to his on his Weibo account saying that basically accusing Chiyu, slandering her name by calling her a Taiwan independent supporter because she held a Taiwan flag and did nothing else 
on a television show called My Little uh, Television. Back up. Oh. She also said that she was from Taiwan, not China. Okay. Well, that's that's the, the more than the flag. It's the fact that she's. They asked her where she was from, and she said Taiwan after Jackson had said China. That's that he true. was from China. That's that's but, the bigger that's the bigger deal is where because people took it as her saying that she's not from China, she's from Taiwan, and it's different. That's it's true, different. and yes, she didn't acknowledge. Yeah, because they added in China, Taiwan, and then she didn't didn't acknowledge didn't acknowledge that. So Huang An decides he's gonna go online, and he's a singer with like two million followers on Weibo. Apparently, that's not a whole lot considering what other people have. But considering that they had, um, up until recently, the upcoming elections, um, China's government has been, you know, really, you know, coming down hard and being that anyone that supports Taiwan being independent nation should not be allowed to appear in public media. So Huang An feels like, I guess, it's his personal crusade to, you know, dig out people that are supporting his views and people that aren't. And what happened was after he basically, you know, brought her out as being um, pro-independence and, um, uh, you know, anti-China and all that, basically it ended up trending for three days on Weibo, three or four days, I, I don't know, several days. And it escalated really, really quickly. Um, in about a couple of days, all of this ended up happening. Uh, twice, as uh, they're recording for the Beijing Spring Festival Gala, was is going to be edited out. They were invited to the Anhui Spring Festival Gala, which is now removed. Their CF deal with LG and uh, Huawei has been terminated. I'm sorry, I apologize for the pronunciations. Kuo Music, which is China's version of Spotify with over 1 million app downloads, had removed all JYP songs and music videos, artist songs and music videos. Kugo Music, which is same as Kuo, basically, removed all of Twice songs and music videos. Hunan TV, um, which is a channel that a lot of K-pop artists appeared on, appear on, voiced that they would not be inviting supporters of Taiwan independence to their shows. And in addition to that, as a result of all of that, Chinese netizens were calling for all JYP artists to be banned from China. So essentially what the netizens were saying is that we were, and this is kind of a summary from uh, credit to Reddit, um, the K-pop Reddit, um, I know some people have to say about Reddit, but they had a very kind of comprehensive thing about this whole uh, scandal. And if they hadn't, uh, I probably would not know half of what went on. But and and some of these translations from people there obviously were Chinese netizens and stuff that were able to maybe put more insight onto this. But so the summary of what was being said by um, Chinese fans where they were happy there was a Chinese number in twice and they wanted to support her in a new group. And now that it's known that Chi Yu supposedly, allegedly supports Taiwan as being independent, we are no longer supporting you or this group. And then if you want Taiwan to be independent, please do not come to China and promote 
or perform or earn money from Chinese people. And then on her, I guess it's her official profile, she listed her country as Taiwan, where, you know, for them, they said it should, you know, say Republic of China. So going on from that, this is the post. This is what Huang An posted that pretty much started it, everything. A Taiwanese girl named um, Chao Chuyu, I'm sorry, again, with the pronunciations. Last year, when she was waving the Taiwan country flag on Korean TV, I already posted to Weibo to report her, her fans, and a private message to me to explain everything, hoping that I would be lenient and show mercy. After pro-Taiwan independence TV station, um, SCT set kept making her to be a proud pro-Taiwan independence artist, bringing honor to the country. Recently, this Korean group, which has one pro-Taiwan independence person and three Japanese, will be going on AHTV's Spring Gala. Repost this if you oppose. Then he followed up with the light of pro-Taiwan independence. Chao Chuyu has come to the capital of Beijing. Pro-Taiwan independence media has been slapping my face, celebrating her successful rival in China. Um, don't invite them if you already invite them. Don't use them if you already use them. Don't film them if you already film them. Don't show the footage. Um, for the sake of our mainland, China, glass heart, I'm ready to fight you. Now, wanting to add here, which this had also been posted around on the internet. Um, interestingly enough, um, Huang An, you know, was talking about uh, Yu holding up a Taiwanese flag. He's actually <laughs> done the same thing. Um, I don't, there's uh, pictures and apparently video of him um, online, but apparently he did it somewhere. But it's just kind of, obviously you see where the issue is here with him, you know, deciding to go against this 16-year-old girl and, uh, you know, make this an, a political issue with her and her holding a flag and, and causing, you know, basically accusing her uh, of, of some sort of treason. And um, yeah, then we have a picture of him doing the same thing. So what happened was JYP, I think, tried to stand their ground a little bit in the beginning. And th their first statement was that they were regretful about the entry statements. Um, so they didn't, you know, speak or did anything to check, attack China. Um, you know, defend it to you, you know, being she's 16, she hasn't developed, in, you know, well enough for political views. You know, everything's untrue and that she's activities in China would be put into a pause. Well, fast forward um, a little bit later in the week and after um, things reached a fever pitch, then we ended up receiving two apologies. Uh, one written one from JYP, and then a video apology from Chuyu, which is kind of disturbing. Honestly, it looks like she's being held at gunpoint. It's it's a very that's a little far. I, I mean, but... it does. It is really weird and somber, and it's just you know she's standing there, and it, it's you know it's like those those pictures of people they're like held prisoner by like ISIS. It's really weird. So she's there, she's holding a letter and, and, and she's standing in front of this like, uh, you know, 
blank wall and she's wearing black and so you know she basically apologizes and she says uh, you know you know there's only one china and the two sides are one i am after all a chinese person and proud of it as a chinese person that made mistakes i'm very very apologetic and guilty i just stop all activities in china for now and seriously repent then jyp released a written statement basically saying that he deeply apologized regretful to his company staff to you and i did not realize the seriousness of this incident um more egregious apologizing um and then you know some you know chi he mentions at the end of the letter in the past few days chi Yu herself has felt a lot of emotions and has been reflecting she left home when she was 13 and came to korea and it is my and the company's big fault for not being able to cultivate to you in place of her mom and dad we'll stop off to use current activities in china and effectively handle all of the issues with the affected parties due to this incident now you know some people uh mainly from what i've seen international fans took issue with this because it did make it seem like jyp was giving in um to this whole issue um and also you know like we were putting especially with chiyu feel like just putting some of the blame on her you know being like well you know obviously you know she doesn't know she's young and this and this but at the same time it had gotten to a point where people were like well you have to do something so there are people that were like you know he shouldn't have you know shouldn't have budged but at the same time it's like if you're in that situation and you're looking at you know a group that's making money and this is a big area for you and and you know you know china is a big market and all of that happening i can understand i feel like it maybe went a little bit overboard with the with the you know the whole thing with maybe groveling um but i understand the the company probably feeling the need to at least just you know just apologize and everything and of course like i said this whole thing would lead to this in addition to the other things with with twice's own personal schedules 2 p.m had an event in china that was canceled uh jackson uh, he was on a chinese show or he was appearing on one and his appearance was scandaled um then uh not helping things at all it was kind of funny but it wasn't really helping anything uh taiwanese agency uh j-u-k-s-s-y i don't know if it's pronounced just jux juxy or it's just by letters but anyways an agency they released some sort of ad or something saying they were willing to pay three million us dollars to take to buy to you um off of jyp's contract and let her compete continue in taiwan so um like i say it's funny but it's not funny so basically what wrapping this all up <laughs> so essentially the taiwanese government is basically uh publicly you know said that they support you and the chinese department has pretty much been saying you know everybody should still be respectful of the one china policy um regardless of the other mess that taiwan and china has going on with their personal relationship 
Um, according to Chinese citizens, there's been a mass deletion of posts on Weibo containing Chiyu's name, and Chiyu has been banned from the search function. Um, and then there's been confirmed reporting that CCTV has um, started broadcasting twice as MV and performances with a focus on Chiyu, um, probably along with positive government press on her. So it seems like the Chinese government is trying to sound tough in their response um, with blaming the, the Taiwanese, they've been blaming the Taiwanese media and Huang An has not been, um, has not been called out at all practically. And, um, but they've started, you know, cracking down, and people are hoping that things are are going to subside. Um, Taiwan then recently had an election, and they um, elected their first um, female president, if I'm correct. Right? Yes. Um, Tsai Ing-wen was elected on Saturday. She was the first woman to win the office. Um, and um, she, this was, you know, I saw this, it was on, and this is kind of interesting because the New York Times reported this and they did mention, they actually mentioned to you in the article. So this lets you know how big this got, um, the fact that they felt and you know, and a, a pol article, political article about Asian government in Asia, Chi was mentioned um, it, as far as you know, China and Taiwan's issues. Uh, this is how the New York Times, you know, uh, explained it. Um, Chao Chuyu, a 16-year-old Taiwanese member of a South Korean pop group who has been criticized over a photo in which she's shown holding Taiwan's flag bowed in apology in a video released by her agency. And basically, they talked about how she said, there's one China, I'm proud to be Chinese, blah, blah, blah. So people feel like this is finally dying down. Taiwan and China, their governments both made statements and new presidents elected. Uh, there seems like there's a huge censorship campaign going on um, on the um, internet, uh, Chinese internet, um, and you know people feel like this is finally dying down. And I didn't think it was going to last that long. My whole thing was how crazy it got within just few days. Um, and I feel, like I said, I feel bad with her. Um, recent pictures of Chuyu were um, were released and um, apparently they said uh, some once onces, which are like the twices fans, some Korean onces uh, said they saw her visiting a therapist at a hospital. Um, I hope for her sake that she, you know, does not have, you know, hopefully this isn't affecting her, but so much, again, to me, I just, it's politics, and, you know, I don't trust politicians as a rule, even the ones that I like, um, and it's just, I mean, this happens everywhere, um, 
but it's a shame that in any situation that you know people young teenagers young people in the spotlight or that are known to the public have to be dragged into you know this decades years long you know dispute between two countries that she probably doesn't even you know have a, a, a stable understanding of and you know for her to have to make this you know formal apology like she you know committed treason against china and the whole thing was just really really ridiculous and i don't think it'll hurt twice in the long run but you know i i, I feel sad for you that she even had to to deal with with any of that um and they, you know, JYP had to deal with any of that. I don't think they honestly thought it was going to get to be to be such a clusterfuck in such a short amount of time. So I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's a, a pretty good summary. There's obviously a lot more to. There's a lot of things online to read about it, but that's the general gist of it at this point. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, honestly, there's there's a lot of people who have talked about the two different sides. And I think in this circumstances, in this circumstance, I should say, uh, there are two different sides. One thing that I do want to touch on first, because uh, it's been an annoying thing that people keep picking at, is uh, one of the particular things that JYP said in their statement um, was that, um, you know, you need to understand that this girl is a teenager. She's not an adult. She's a kid or whatever they said. And people instantly were like, oh, she's a kid, but you let her be sexy and all these CFs and all this nonsense. So one thing I want to clear up for a lot of people who don't understand how CFs work. Um, typically, when you film a commercial for anything in any sort of business, even in America, it's very similar. Um, if you are a smaller person or less important, you don't get as much say over what happens in the CF. So what you would basically do is you would go in, they would pitch the idea at you, kind of give you a rough estimate of what it's going to be. Um, and then you basically tell them your hard nose, which would be like, I'm not going to take my boobs out. I'm not going to get naked in any form. I'm not going to make out with somebody. I'm not going to kiss anybody. Those kind of things. You get hard outs, right? Um, and you agree upon it and then you sign a contract and then your artist goes and works with a director. Now, most often a manager will go with them and they kind of have some sort of say, uh, and that'll vary depending on how important the artists themselves are. So for example, like a YG artist will get way more say over say like somebody from uh, Stellar's terrible agency, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but typically it would be, you just kind of say, hey, I don't think that my label would be cool with this. And that's basically it. Um, because you've signed a contract and technically you're working for whatever and they've pitched the idea and somebody's okayed it. Um, now, I bring this up because it's very, very likely and from what everybody's been saying, the manager did say something about it and stressed the fact that they made her a little too sexy, but the CF companies, the people who directed it didn't really care. And JYP at that point has already signed a contract. It's very difficult especially with the way they do contracts in Korea, it's difficult to get out of contracts. I mean, it's really hard. Uh, part of a contract is it being legally binding. So um, if you look at the way JYP treats their maknes, it's very clear, especially the females, that they don't stress them being sexy. I mean, Sohee and uh, um, 
Susie did not get to be sexy until they were legal, pretty much. Uh, so he was kind of the exception, but even then, her brand of sexy was very toned down. Um, this is really the first time that when Susie especially was dressed like a child until she was like 20. So, I mean, it's only been recently that they even let her dress like an adult woman. Uh, so, um, especially when you look at this group in particular, it's been very interesting that they allow them to wear slightly shorter skirts or midriffs, things like that, um, which has become more common for younger people. But it's still very surprising that they would let them do that with their history of um, controlling maknes. And I don't know if that has something to do with the fact that JYP is no longer in charge. Um, and it's the entertainment company itself, but people still continue to blame Sir JYP as if he is dictating exactly what everybody's wearing, and that's not the case, chill. Um, so I do want to bring that up. Like, this excuse that people are saying is like, oh, well, now they see her as a child, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, they've probably always seen her as young, um, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to let her do that, CF. I don't even see how how that even is relevant. Rele yeah, that has yeah, any people relevance. Bring it up. People bring it up because just because JYP made a statement, so that's it. Like, I mean, I'm only bringing it up because I literally saw so much of it on Amona where people are like, "Oh yeah, of course now sees him as a sees him as a kid, even though he let him do all these sexy CFs, blah 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 blah." Like, it was everywhere. Tons of people were saying it, and it's ridiculous. Like me. she had any choice over it? That doesn't change the fact that she's just a 16 year old. Right. Like she she's a 16 year old, and some 16 year olds want to dress sexy. Sorry that that sucks for you, dude. Like it. I'm not 16 either, so it does nothing for me, and I don't want to see it. But they're going to be 16-year-olds to dress that way. They don't dress any particular disgusting way. Like, yeah, they have midriff. Oh, my Lord. Are we really going to do this? Like, <laughs> chill out. You know, people live. Um, but on the, the topic of, like, the, the way – I mean, this is a very touchy topic because – um, Chinese people are very big on One China, at least mainlander Chinese people that you know live there. I don't know if it extends to people who live over here. I have no idea. Um, but at least there, I know that it's a big thing for them to say it's one nation and there is you know um, all the drama with Hong Kong and all the drama with Taiwan already. Mm -hmm. um, and especially them trying to be independent or as independent as possible. Um, so it... Uh, uh, it's touchy. It's very, very touchy. And I think the biggest thing is like people forget that she's young. Um, so she really did say where she's from. She said, I'm from Taiwan, you know? Right. Um, and I don't think it's wrong to say that. Uh, it's the fact that she flew the flag and people feel, I guess, this is what I've heard. I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that people feel like when you fly the Taiwan flag, you're kind of throwing it in the face of China. Um, if that's the case, then I could see why that's a big deal, but she didn't pick the flag. It was given to her. They laid it out for her. So this, this show is really what's responsible for it. And it sucks that it just blew up on this girl who well, literally that, was like, oh, this is the flag of where I'm from. I'm going to wait. Then hung on. Yeah. And then this 50 year old creep that decided to attack her, um, a small, a, who a child. His, who has held the Taiwanese flag himself in public. Right. And, and more, more than that though, is like you attacked a child. Like, no matter what, you are a 50-year-old that attacked a child over this. You're petty and a terrible human being for doing that. Just just straight up terrible. I don't care who you are. If you attack a, uh, a child or a teenager about a political issue that they probably have no ability to even conceptualize how to come back at you, you're a child. You're, you're worse than, like, the scum of the earth. 
because you're attacking somebody who can't defend themselves and you're doing it in a public platform and you're getting the entire like nation on your side to attack a 16 year old girl who literally her only offense was that she waved a flag and said she's from Taiwan. How dare you? Like that is ridiculous in any other world. In America, if this, is, if this had gone down in America, yeah, the Chinese people could talk all the shit they want. I guarantee you an American label would just be like, what the hell's your problem? Chill. Right. Like, it's ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous thing to attack a 16-year-old for. I guarantee you in America where we let 16-year-olds get a lot more wild than any other country, I guarantee you there would be a label. If she was on a label here, if she was on like Universal Music or something, they would put out a statement and be like, sorry, we offended you, but... She's from Taiwan. That's, you know, she meant it as that is literally where she was born. That's and also it. because our relationship obviously is different with China than Korea's. Um, of course. You know, obviously, USA being what it is and where we are in our relationship with China can obviously get away with more things. And then I think also with Korea, because of their. Um, you know, where they are in relation to China and their history with China and, you know, the kind of, you know, the business they do with China, you know, with their music artists and, you know, it, you know, I saw some things too where some people felt like some of this was also bubbling up because there are some people in China that are, you know, already starting to get tired of the whole how you thing and resenting uh, South Korea for sending, you know, for you know, you know, being like, well, you send all your artists here, you just treat us as like, you know, bags of money and such and such, you know, because they send them there because they, you know, hope that they, you know, be get popular and then they can make money off of them. And so that there's that whole, you know, aspect of it as well. But at the same time, I mean, I'm with you, Tim, the thing that just pissed me off was, you know, and I, like I said, it happens everywhere, not just China, but just the fact of, you know, people you know these huge institutions governments you know dragging in you know essentially innocent people into you know their issues and it becomes a huge you know liability for the person and in, that's involved that's dragged into this that has no has no idea has no agency has nothing to do with it and all of a sudden you're being called these horrible names and, you know, given this and kind of importance in the scheme of a country's history that it does, doesn't even deserve. I mean, she is, like you said, she's a six-year-old girl in a K-pop group. I mean, who cares what she says? Yeah, I guarantee um, you her <laughs> political press. And she, I think they said that she moved when she was 13 or something to yeah. Korea. So I guarantee you her political experience and knowledge about the events going on is limited, especially upon moving to Korea. I guarantee you it was not their focus. I guarantee you their focus was we need to teach this woman Korean and we need to teach her about Korean mannerisms so that nobody hates her here in Korea. Like I guarantee you that's, that's all it was. So, I mean, I, it's ridiculous to me. It's really silly, and it's it's one of those moments where you see how vile uh, netizens can get all over the world. Because yeah. in reality, like you know, it's pretty vile to just go after somebody like this, especially with some of the stuff people are saying. It's it's disgusting. Like yeah. I understand being mad, and I get mad at labels a lot, and I'll say like ridiculous stuff to labels, and I'll say you know I don't like this person, whatever. But like 
to to be like, don't ever come back to China or I'll fight you over you saying I'm Taiwanese like that. That's crazy. You're you're crossing lines there when you start threatening violence on people that are innocent and don't deserve it. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not encouraging violence, obviously, but you know, I always say like I, I want to. I've said before that I want to beat the crap out of Stellar's label. Like, I don't feel as bad about that. It's a bunch of probably old, you know, Korean men perving on a bunch of girls and making them dance in a way that I find find very inappropriate for a bunch of girls who don't want to do it. So I don't feel bad. Sorry. But a 16-year-old girl never deserves this kind of vile treatment for literally waving a flag and saying that she's she's Taiwanese. Like, kiss my ass. I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I get it. And I got, I got it when people were saying she should know better. It's true. She should. She should know better. Unfortunately, she didn't. And people make mistakes. So chill out. Like, you know, she, she apologized. Her apology looks sincere and she looks really sad. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, it's not sincere because she has a paper. Some people write their apologies. Like, I that's mean, a what, I mean, even if she was not like sincere, I mean, like, why would she, I, I mean, do they think that she's like sitting behind the computer cackling? She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to promote, you know, I have, have this huge, like, Thing where I'm, I'm trying to go against the one China, you know, pause, and I'm trying to promote Taiwan. Like, she, like she's actively trying to promote Taiwan as an independent entity and going against the whole idea of one China. Like, she's actively doing that. Like, I, I can't believe that. <laughs> like, she actively is thinking of it in those terms. Right, and there's no hint that she is. You know, there's no. There, there's no reason to believe that she's out there being like, no, man, I want, I want Taiwanese independence. Like, there's no, there's no hint that that is her goal. Um, I think that she just didn't watch her words, and unfortunately for her, she didn't watch her words in a very, very, very important time. But I don't think that means you know you should be able to just rip her apart and treat her poorly. Um, unfortunately, you know, China disagrees with me. But, um, well, like I said, I at know. this point, you know, it seems like things are dying down. Uh, I don't, I hate to be, you know, speak too soon um, because it does seem like slowly, you know, China's like, all right, you know, we're kind of cool. We'll let it slide this time. And they're slowly kind of like, okay, kind of forgive you. And they're not being so, holding such a hard line against JYP and twice anymore but then you know you know then you always have to consider netizens um hold long grudges and have long fertile memories and you know who knows if you know this will affect them in, in a long-term manner but it just you know this have this thing unfolded i was just like wait what in the what and this is uh a little bit on the lighter side and i also saw this off of reddit that which is you know, I don't, I'm late. I don't use Reddit that much uh, occasionally. Um, I like their AMAs. They ask me anything. Um, you can find some weird crap on Reddit. And um, people were <laughs> people were posting this. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, this, is, this does have something to do with the Chiyu thing. So this actually originated on a subreddit for relationships. And a 28-year-old woman recently posted a thread asking for advice on how to deal with her 31-year-old boyfriend, who is a distraught uncle fan over Chu Yu's recent scandal in China. 
the guy, they were both PhDs, the guy was canceling his PhD lab work because he was so distraught over Chinese netizens witch hunting to you. And she did a follow-up post where she was like, the gist of it is my boyfriend's been shirking his real life responsibilities and dismissing my concerns in favor of keeping up with a teen K-pop star he's obsessed with and a scandal she's involved with all involved in. Also, some people were pissed that I was mad at him being obsessed with a teenager or thought he was a pedo. I don't care if he listens to the music or is a fan of the group at all, but a grown adult in a committed relationship obsessed with a teen, regardless of gender, famous or otherwise, sets off alarms. That's just how I feel about it. At the time of my posting, he had skipped lab work. We are PhD students on both Tuesday and Wednesday. He skipped again yesterday and apparently ignored calls and emails from his advisors and colleagues. That is not normal behavior for him. I pleaded for him to at least call them back to let them know that some emergency had come up, but he said he didn't have time. Um, then going on to that, um, Thursdays are my busy days, so I didn't see him again till late last night. He was in a, the exact same position as he was when I had left early in the morning in front of his laptop looking at pictures of and news about this girl. I tried to tell him that I was really nervous he would get in huge trouble with his program, but he brushed me off saying that it didn't matter. I told him that if he was stressed out about his work school and was using K-pop as a distractor that I could help and find a business, uh, find, sorry, find a therapist or something. Um, but he snapped and told me to verbatim mind my own fucking business and that there's nothing wrong with him. At this point, I was pretty angry and told him to grow up that it wasn't healthy for a grown man to be so obsessed with a teenager. He essentially told me to fuck off and I was jealous of you. I was incensed at this point, so I just locked myself in the bedroom and went straight to bed. This morning when I left to go to campus, he was in the exact position on the couch as he was the last few days, but he was acting crazy. I guess the girl posted some apology video concerning her scandal, and I swear he was acting as if someone in his family died. He kept raving about how he needed to be with her. Like, what on earth? I told him to calm down, relax, which he eventually did. At this point, I was really scared and didn't want to leave him alone, so I called my advisor and told her I would be out today. He's been calm in the past few hours, but he's still plastered to his computer, monitoring the situation. I've hidden his wallet from him because I'm honestly scared he'll do something like try and buy a plane ticket to Korea. At this point, I wouldn't really wouldn't put it past him. I have no experience with mental health episodes. I'm not sure what to do anymore. Do I call the police? He isn't being physically aggressive, but I don't want him to get to that point. Too long, don't read. The situation has gotten even more out of hand. He feels like he needs to be with this K-pop star. Not sure if I should call the police or its family to explain the situation. He's not being physically aggressive, but clearly having some kind of mental break. What should I do? Okay, so I'm I'm going to want to follow up with this because I, I I want to see what this uh, how this happens. I wow, I knew Chiu was popular uh, with Uncle fans with that. Um, that is that is special brand of something um to that young lady i'm sorry that you're going through that <laughs> and um if i were her personally i would call it his family or something i i wouldn't even you know make it my responsibility to be to deal with that or have to have any personal responsibility for anything that he ends up doing um if he's is is that um divorced from reality um yeah but um you know some people are bringing this up as kind of just 
it's just another way that this whole thing has just gotten out of control. So, you know, I'm hoping that it is going to die down and people will move on. And we'll go back and look at this at the end of 2016 and be like, gee, wasn't that crazy? What the wasn't that messed up? Yeah, that was real stupid. And just go on with their lives. And nobody will be trying to make, you know, unsolicited trips to Korea to see Chiyu. Chiyu won't have to make any more apology videos. China and Taiwan will, you know, stay the same level that they've been for a while, you know, not being aggressive towards each other, and this will be over. Um, I mean, from a educational standpoint, um, I find it, you know, the whole thing's been fascinating, but, um, you know, knowing that some innocent person is being um, pulled up into it, it, it it's just really um, just unfortunate. So here's to hoping it's over. Uh, that dude's crazy. Yeah. You need, somebody needs to call somebody. I mean, yeah. At least call his call this fool's mom or call Jesus. Yeah, that's for what I was guy. like. Call like, his parents and be like, "Listen, I don't know what's going on with him, but you need to come down here." And like I said, get out of Dodge because, like I said, you don't want to be associated with whatever it is that he. Well, I don't think you should get out of Dodge, but you should definitely call. Like, if you don't feel qualified to help your dude, you should definitely call somebody to get some help for him. Like, that's her. Okay. That's her man, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. what's he saying? I mean, uh, uh, I think you should call his family or something, like have somebody intervene. Uh, you definitely shouldn't handle it by yourself. Um, but, you know, I don't think that you running away is going to make the situation any better unless uh, you really well, don't That's my involved. fight or flight response to things. And, you know, if I had to deal with that, my first thing would just be like, I can't deal with this and just... Yeah, I don't really support. I don't support <laughs> fight or flight when it comes to like your partner, especially if you like are in love with I'm them. I'm sorry, if you're getting to that thing. level, I'm like I can't even I can't where I can't even like understand you. Like I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, you need obviously this dude needs some sort of help, um, and you know I don't I don't know for me like I've dealt with people who have like broken. Um, and I never thought to like run per se, but I like, I like helping people if I can. So I wouldn't really run away from somebody. Um, but you know, I, and I, I get it. I definitely think she needs to call somebody and get more people involved instead of just her, because clearly just her isn't enough right now. And if she decides that this makes her want to leave, then she's totally entitled to leave. Like you're totally entitled to leave whenever the hell you want in a relationship. That's your, that's your right uh, in a relationship. I just personally wouldn't like, I would rather try to figure it out first. And then if I, if I feel like I can't recover from it, then I just, won't, and I'll move on. Like that's it. Mm. But I, I just, you know, um, she came to Reddit to get advice when she should have just taken it upon herself to follow her own thoughts and, you know, call, yeah, I just would have been like, call the family and have them come down and deal with it. Man, I don't think like, you should listen. call the police. I don't think that's the. I don't think that's <laughs> well, yeah, the I right call move. the police because he hasn't technically done anything yet. And technically, if he went, there's nothing against the law about him going to to try and console a 16 year old in Korea, like in another country. Technically, I don't believe you can arrest somebody for that. No, because um, like I said, he hadn't 
done anything. Right, and even even then, like, I don't think that you can be arrested for, even if they tried to catch a case with, like, attempted, uh, like, I don't know, sexual predatory or something. I don't yeah. think you can do that. I don't think that's how it works. So I don't think you should yeah. call the, the police for any reason unless you feel like he, you feel in danger. If she genuinely feels like she's in danger, then it's totally different. If she genuinely feels like she's in danger, then she should definitely leave and she should definitely call the police. Um, but if she's just like, you know, I don't understand, then she should call. If she loves him or whatever, like she should call his family, get help try to help him if she doesn't want to help him and she just wants to get away well i would still say call his family but leave you know you're entitled to leave whatever you want by all means yeah call the family girl don't try yeah, to handle definitely this call somebody and don't try to handle it by yourself no. definitely don't do that that is not the plan he already <laughs> was like you know rude to you and mean honestly um so definitely call somebody <laughs> call somebody. Okay. So last thing, um, have you heard about the whole thing with uh, the website Koreaboo? Uh, some, um, I guess, plagiarism allegations? I, I heard about it. Um, I'm not surprised, though. I don't think anybody is. <laughs> I mean, you know, one thing I, you know, I, I can't say that I haven't used Koreaboo as, as, as a source, just as look, we're looking at news items. I've always side-eyed them because they chose that as the name of their site. Um, I don't have anything uh, against the name of their site. I have everything against them being so clickbaity and, you know. Well, yeah, they are, they are clickbaity. So basically, Panchoa um, is a site that has pretty much came out and they don't even like all they've you know they've basically said it's been like you've been stealing our stuff our translations everything they they released this very very polite letter and they were like please you know tweet us back they're like and we can resolve i mean they it's this is this is the most polite thing you know that we can resolve this and and you know please credit all the stolen articles before we make this article public. And I guess they haven't because the letter went public and, um, you know, obviously people are um, talking about it. And some people have been talking about uh, doing kind of the same thing a lot of people do with all K-pop, with, with all K-pop with kind of blacklisting Korea boo. Um, the best thing to come out of this, however, I think by far, was um, start trending on Twitter. I think it was like a, a talk like Koreaboo hashtag, um, which I did not find out about today about until today. And I'm sorely like sad that I did not because it is hilarious. Um, I can't, you know, a lot of the 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 humor is in like a lot of the pictures and stuff that they use um, on the, the, the Twitters, but on the tweets, but it's, it's really funny. Um, a lot of them are just, you know, taking, you know, what a lot of K-pop news sites do essentially, you know, taking really like random photos of idols and, um, you know, being like, you know, 
guess which group is going to, you know, split up soon. And it's just, you know, a random picture of like EXO. Um, I'm looking for the one that I found. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was one that was like, I think it was something like, um, can you guess what kind of, what, uh, what these three people have to do with a, a love triangle or something? And it was like someone from Shiny and maybe another K-pop artist and it was like Barack Obama. And it, it was just so ridiculous, but there are they are pretty funny. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that they, I didn't laugh at them because they are funny. Um, and then also, I mean, plagiarism, plagiarism is like one of those things that it's just, I feel like it's weird. People are usually like, are usually like one of those few things people are like united on. It's like, well, you know, you, you plagiarize. It's like, I, you know, I'm sorry, you know, you, you, you did that. And, um, I can't help you, you know, <laughs> you know, you deserve everything that's coming to you. So it's just, I, I don't know. I just, it's just really, I mean, I'm not surprised because I feel like a lot of, especially a lot of news sites, they, you know, they, they have, they're trying to keep up with clicks. They're trying to, to get people to come to the site. Um, they're banging out, um, you know, articles, you know, a lot of them, you know, you know, just, you know, trying to get out as many as possible. And it's not an easy thing, um, but you should be able to do it without, you know, just directly stealing stuff. And I think a lot of that goes on, too, because a lot of with K-pop fandom, a lot of that with news, a lot of it is, is translated and it's just translated through different sources. And, and so, you know, sometimes people genuinely just get lost in the mix and, you know, it's by mistake that they don't get attributed, but, you know, a lot of people just, you know, jank stuff without giving any credit at all. Um, that being said, Korea Boot has become one of the more popular sites out there. Um, but I, I do have to say, I, as far as their site content, they don't really have, I personally don't think they have, I mean, like you said, it's mostly clickbaity. They don't really have site content, so to speak. Um, and, I, you know, I, sometimes I, I get, you know, pieces of news from there, but they don't really have news in the sense, you know, um, they don't, I don't feel like they break a lot of news. And yeah, I mean, apparently they've got, you know, really high amount of, you know, Facebook followers and that sort of thing. But again, they're like, the, they're like, um, I mean, the big, the biggest thing that I have against Korea Boo, um, and I think it's funny that all K-pop blacklisted them because all K-pop are a bunch of scumbags too. But um, the biggest thing I have with against Korea Boo is like they're kind of like a wannabe BuzzFeed. Like they just make 
titles yeah. to stuff, but they have no original content of their own at all. I mean, um, Amona is mostly topics posted from other sites as well, but mm-hmm. they have original content. Like they they produce yeah, content. Yeah, I mean, Amona is is essentially for discussion. Right. So it's not like you know we're putting this and this is news. You know, I mean, it is, it is a news. It is a news site, though. Is the thing. It is considered a news site. Um, the the only thing is, you know, they they the biggest thing with Koreaboo is they don't cite their sources a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. it makes you think that their content is theirs, but it's clearly not. And they've had plenty of times where people have called them out on plagiarism. Uh, so this isn't new. I mean, it's not the first time it's happened to them. Uh, so I mean, that's the biggest thing is like they're clickbaity purposefully. Um, they know that they're doing it and they don't care because they just want to be like TMZ or something, you know, and it's just, yeah. it's silly. It's really, it's really silly. Um, but they're always going to, I mean, clickbaity stuff will always have the most followers. They're always going to be seen as some sort of pretend real news source. So I don't know. Um, I'm hoping like that's one of those websites that I could live without. So I don't know. Yeah. And I was wrong with the hashtag is hashtag type like Korea Boo. Oh, okay. um, some of the things, got seven members, JB and Junior, caught kissing. How will JYP react? Um, and a lot of these, like I said, will just have like really random, like innocent pictures and like a picture of um, Mingyu from Seventeen. Like he's just, you know, kind of peeking over his laptop and it's like, Seventeen's Kim Mingyu under fire for cyberbullying teenage mount Teenage Mountains Online or something like that. This is ridiculous. This is one with Lay literally holding a, a bag of Lay's. <laughs> Exo's Lay Selka with potato chip bag. Is Lay leaving Exo to start his own potato chip company? Oh, my Lord. Uh, <laughs> and they just go on and on. I'm trying to find the one with Obama. That one just, uh, like, made me here. Yes. You'll never expect this crazy love triangle. Who are the people involved? And then you have a picture of, um, I think this is Chris from EXO, Heechel, and Barack Obama. Um, Yes. So, yeah, I I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I was thinking about this before this came out and and was thinking about, um, and maybe we'll talk about it some more in, in another episode where we don't have uh, actual, a lot of actual news to talk about, but just in general, K-pop sites and which ones we visit and, you know, which ones we think should have more visitors and which ones we think are, you know, overrated and that sort of thing. Um, it's kind of interesting because the K-pop fandom online is so insular. So, you know, it's not like you're going to have a whole, you know, huge range of sites that are always going to be operating at the same time. Um, like I said, you know, since you're working with, you know, also a lot of translated articles, it's inevitable that people are going to be getting a lot of the same material from the same place. So, I mean, for anyone that, I don't know how anyone would think or would, you know, assume that they could, you know, just take stuff without getting caught. But, um, yep. there you go. So that's my last, that's my last piece um, for the week. Do you have anything that you would like to add, Tim? Um, no, I think that's it. Okay. Well, if you have no more to add news-wise, would you mind signing us out? 
Um, sure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Uh, please check out our website, notyouraveragenetizens.squarespace.com. Uh, we're also on Tumblr, notyouraveragenetizens.tumblr.com. And we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash notyouraveragenetizens. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, um, thank you so much. Please rate and comment and subscribe. Um, the more feedback we get from you, the, the better, especially if it's positive, it moves us up the ranks and it lets uh, our podcast have more exposure, at least on iTunes. Uh, so I'm very thankful for everybody that subscribed and everybody that has rated and commented. Thank you so much. Um, if you would like to hear us on other sources, we're also on SoundCloud, um, soundcloud.com slash netizens. Um, you can follow us there as well as comment is great. Um, there's only, I think only one person right now that really comments a lot on the uh, SoundCloud, um, who doesn't seem to be a very big fan of me, but thank you for listening anyways. <laughs> uh, we do appreciate it regardless. Um, if you disagree or anything like that, it's still good to have the feedback. It does help the show a lot. Um, so yeah, uh, you, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, topics you want us to hit, um, particular things of interest you think we should go over, uh, you can email us directly at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. And you can also get to us on Twitter uh, at NYA Netizens. Thank you, Tim. And that will be it for this episode. Um, Hopefully, I'm hoping we'll have a little bit more leeway to talk about other things next week. Um, Hopefully, this, like I said, hopefully, this is the end of the Chiyu scandal. I don't want to hear any more about it. And we'll be moving on to other things. Let's move on 2016. Get some chill. Yeah, already, please. please. Calm down. Calm down 2016. Yeah. Okay. All right. See you guys later. Bye, everyone. Bye.